Hi, this is Sean Parker with Fill in the Blank Podcast. Our guest today is Matt Lozer. Matt is a licensed insurance agent in the state of Ohio. And Matt is someone who's been in the industry for a very long time, very knowledgeable about all things insurance. And this gives us an opportunity to talk about what's happening in the insurance marketplace and understanding the new risks that are entailed into insurance underwriting. And hopefully we can learn better ways to save some money for you. And we also may be able to understand why insurance costs what it costs, what it protects, and why you should have it. And maybe in some cases, maybe there's some insurance you don't need. So welcome, Matt. We're excited to have you. And if it's okay, Matt, tell us how did you get insurance and just a little bit about who you are. Great. Well, thanks again for having me. I appreciate the opportunity to talk here today. Like Sean said, my name is Matt Lozer, spelled L-O-E-S-E-R, and the name of my company is Total Insurance Resources, LLC. We're located at 110 Northwoods Boulevard, Columbus, Ohio. I started insurance in 2006. I got my license and I started out in health and and life insurance. I still do that, but now I'm licensed uh, in all insurance. I do property and casualty as well. And my specialties, although I'm licensed in everything, my two specialties I really focus on are senior or Medicare insurance, as well as on the property and casualty side, I really focus on the investor type commercial insurance. Although I do it all, like I said, I have a lot of my seniors insurance that I have Medicare insurance for them. I also have their home and, and, and automobiles insured too. So it's interesting. The, the insurance business has changed a lot with, especially on the health and life side with Affordable Care Act, which is a funny, you know, an ironic name because it's anything but affordable. <laughs> Boy, that's the <laughs> truth, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, businesses, individuals, everybody's sitting there saying, "Gosh, I need, I, I can't afford it, and what I'm spending, am I actually covered for anything?" So, I mean, right. there's just a huge consumer frustration out there in the marketplace, which is very, very interesting. It really is. Yeah, talking about that, I mean, if I can jump into that just yeah, a sure. little bit. So ACA comes out, it's supposed to streamline and make insurance coverage available for more people. In your opinion, because I think the, you know, there's all these statistics the government throws out, which none of us can really understand. Right. Did it make it available for more people, number one? And did it become less affordable for what you get? No and no. You know, if you remember back when they were touting everybody getting insurance, there was 30 million people roughly that didn't have insurance at the time. And that's the, where they were focusing. And after spending billions and billions of dollars to get those 30 million insured, there's still only about 10 million of those 30 million that have insurance now today. And costs have gone through the roof, unless you're with a big manufacturer or like a Lockheed Martin or something. And I mentioned them because the, they have the best insurance for employees that I've ever seen. But unless you're with somebody like that, you're paying an arm and a leg for insurance and your access has gone down and the drugs have gone through the roof. So you're paying more for everything. Hmm. With the new ACA plans, most of the time you have a high deductible plan, or it's called an HSA, health savings account. And before, before the plan pays anything, you're paying the first, typically, depending on, on, on your level of coverage, about 4000 to up to about eight or 9000 a person before the, before the plan pays and kicks in. So it's really, it's catastrophic coverage. It's not, it's not health coverage. Wow. So, uh, I mean, that, that's kind of interesting because I, I sense that 
And when I talk with medical providers, and we'll have some medical providers come in here, ER people, things of that sort, if they're willing to go on with us and talk about it. Some of them, you know, their employers, they'll have to be you know, careful because a lot of employers don't want their people talking and telling the truth about what's happening out there. Right. But what I hear constantly is that the ERs, the emergency rooms, are still the primary care source for a lot of people who don't have insurance. You know, people who are not in the country legally, for example, go to the ER, consume the service space there. The hospitals have actually built the system so that they are primary care networks with the ER. So when a person has a heart attack or a stroke or a, a car accident, they're going into the ER and the ER may be filled up already with people that are in there for, you know, cut fingers and bad cases of indigestion kind of thing. Is that, is that reasonable to say or? Oh, definitely. And then, and the taxpayer usually is in on the hook for the, uh, for the bill because those people, if they don't have insurance, they typically, they're not paying the bill. Wow. And so it makes, it makes all, you know, you want to know why insurance or why healthcare costs so much. That's, that's the reason. So, so we, we kind of have a socialized medical medical system. We just don't really we, we, we kind of call it something else and pretend right. it's something else. And it was, here, the same so. system was in place before the ACA. The mm-hmm. ACA did nothing to, okay. to change that or address that. What, what about elderly folks? You do you specialize one of your subspecialties is helping folks with Medicare Plus coverage, and we see it if you watch any TV program, you see every actor from the 1950s who's still alive. <laughs> up there pitching Medicare A, Medicare B. I, I don't know if there's CD, uh, HIJ, you know, right, KLMNOP, right. but help us understand that a little bit because if you don't have an, an elderly person in your family, you're going to have one in the future. Right. What do we need to know? What do, what do people need to know about that? Right. Or you're going to become elderly yourself. God yeah, willing. or ourselves. True. Yeah. So what Medicare, the thing is, you're not eligible for Medicare until you either, two options, either turn 65 Biden's talking about lowering that to 60, which would be a whole other animal, but until you're 65 and or if you've been disabled for more than uh, 24 months, then you can apply for Medicare. And Medicare is the federal health insurance system that you pay for your whole life through your paycheck. And you, all those deductions, you're paying for it. And it's actually pretty good. When you over 65 crowd, the health, health insurance is better than the under 65 crowd. And because you've paid for it your whole life. And, and so there's two parts to that. There's, there's part A and there's part B. And, I, and I'll just try to keep this as, as high level as we can so we're not getting down in the weeds. But part A is, is your hospital coverage. And that covers everything in the hospital. You know, once the doors and, and you walk through and they just close back up. Okay. Pays for everything inside the hospital except for deductible of $1,484 this year. And it goes up a little bit every year. And that's, that's a fixed amount, and then they just escalate it per year. That, that's interesting. I didn't know that. That's, that's good to know. Yeah, so part A, so once you're in the hospital and you pay the $1,484, you're, you're covered. And then the, the other thing is part B, and that's, they call it's medical or doctor insurance, and that's for everything outside the hospital. Now, part A, it doesn't have a, a monthly premium again because you've paid for it your whole life. Part B, you've paid too, but part B does have a monthly premium associated with it. And if you make less than eighty-eight thousand a year, which is ninety percent of the people, you're paying one hundred forty-eight fifty a month for Part B. And if you make over that, then you're you're paying a little more two hundred three, and it's graduated scale as it goes up. Okay. And the Part B, so you pay that monthly, and and that goes on forever until you meet the great architect in the sky. There, there's no plan. There's no there's no agent. There's no company that can take that away. Now some some companies help pay it back for you, but somebody's paying that Part B for you. And then 
top of the monthly premium, there's an annual deductible. This year it's 203. When I started in 2006, it was it was 145. So it's gone up a little bit every year. So you pay that once a year. But the biggie is a, there's a 20% coinsurance. You know, just for easy math, if you see a doctor and it's a hundred dollar office visit, Medicare pays eighty. You pay twenty. Everybody walks away happy. Okay. Uh, but the unfortunate thing with that twenty percent, there's no backstop to that. It can go as high as it goes, and medical expenses it, it can get up there quick. Well, yeah, with an elderly person, I mean, you can just see a lot of things. You hear people going in the hospital for you know right. thirty days, forty days. Uh, so they're paying twenty percent of that. What 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 happens? Gosh, I guess that just chews away at the estate then, and the person keeps paying that 20%. Yeah, it's yeah. a never-ending cycle. There's no cap. Well, the, the good news is there's ways around it. So okay. A, a and B is is through the federal government, and that's all they do, federal government. But that leaves out a lot of health care, you know, and, and the big one is obviously drugs. Mm-hmm. And so that for that, you have to get a, what's called a, a PDP or prescription drug plan. So now that's three, right? We've got an A, we got a B, and now we got a prescription plan. A D, right. And now the Ds aren't through the federal government. They make you get those through a private company. Wait, did, did we skip C? Well, we'll get to C. <laughs> C. C came around in 1997. We might need yeah. four podcasts to figure all this out. Which, But this is good. This, I, I, I got a hunch that you know the complexity of this, which, right. by the way, from my perspective, I mean, I watched my parents try to figure out the health insurance navigation world and we're doing it for my mother-in-law right now. And my wife spends a tremendous amount of time managing claims coming in. Oh, yeah. This is, it's an undue burden, I think, on elderly people, particularly when they should be enjoying these days of their lives that they've earned, right. number one. And number two, it's confusing as all get out, and their mental faculties might not be quite as sharp as people get up into those golden years. Exactly. Uh, I, I'm sorry. That's a, I guess that's just a little comment I had to throw out there. So that's good. And you know, most people through their working life, their employers have handled, have picked their health insurance for them and just said, you know, th- this is your share of your monthly thing. So they don't. Re- and, and then when you turn 65, now you got to make a decision that is for the rest of your life, and it's a big decision. The options are, you know, the part A, B, and D is drugs. And drugs are not the drug plans aren't free. They they range anywhere anywhere from about twenty to eighty dollars a month, and that just gets you in the plan. Then then there's tiers for the for the different drugs cost. Okay. If it's generic or name brand or whatever. So then once you have A and B though, there's two paths you can go down to get some assistance with the with the big cost. And and the first one is has been around for a long time. It's called it's either Medigap or Medicare Supplement. Two words for the same exact thing. It used to be called Medigap. Now they're called Medicare Supplement plans. Okay. With those, uh, Medicare itself is still the first payer. So when you go to the doctor, you give them your Medicare card, and then your supplement plan would pay that 20% that Medicare doesn't pay. It'd pay the hospital $1,484 deductible. And so it pays those things as a second payer. And the big advantage with a supplement plan is a little three-letter word called any, and that is you can go to any doctor, any hospital. There's no network restrictions. There's no health maintenance organization or HMO. And so that's a, a big factor in a lot of people. And the other thing about supplement plans is they're they're not free or cheap. They 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 are hundred to two fifty a month depending on the plan you choose. Okay. So that's one path. And then the other path you can go down is the new one you mentioned earlier, Part C or Advantage plan. Again, there's two names for the same exact thing. Advantage plan or Part C are interchangeable. Okay. And mean the same thing. An Advantage plan 
And that's the ones you mentioned earlier, too. You got Joe Namath. Uh, you got uh, J.J. Walker, the dynam- dynamite guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen J.J. Yeah, I, he's on there. Singing. He's that old now? Yeah. and Yee, uh, That's a little frightening. You know, get all the benefits you deserve and this and that and everything. <laughs> and it's Everything's free and we'll give you all. You know, and if, if you stop the commercials and you read the fine print, you, you have to have Medicare and Medicaid. So that in that sense, you've got two payers. So, Medi- okay. again, Medicare is the federal government healthcare plan and then Medicaid is a state financial assistance program. And so when you have two payers, then the whole world opens up to you and, and you get all, all those crazy benefits they mention on TV. At that point, it's okay to get sick. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're covered. <laughs> all right. <laughs> but you're also broke. But you're also broke. <laughs> <laughs> so part A, uh-huh. I'm just sitting here, I'm trying to figure out the mathematics of this because I thought, I mean, I've always believed that Medicare was one of the great things that America did as a as a society. It's, it is. And I'm, I'm very much a free market guy, but Medicare to me actually makes sense because we have an obligation to take care of our elderly folks. Right. But what I'm hearing here is maybe we're not doing all we can to take care of them because we're chipping away at everybody along the way. So part A, there's... 1484 deductible. 1484 deductible. I want to add so this 1500 up. 1500 for round easy math. Yeah, yeah, let's call it 1500. That's fair. Part B runs how much? 150 bucks a month for most people. Okay. So plus uh, you got, you have to pay that first 203 deductible before the plan kicks in. So that's that's roughly $2000 then for yeah. the for the plan care. Now plus we're at, 20% coinsurance. Plus 20% coinsurance. So we're at 3500 but I'm just trying you know, for right. our listeners What's it going to cost you to get old? And how much do you need to have out here? Well, one of the biggest mistakes when people get to Medicare or, or the missed thoughts is that uh, they think Medicare pays for everything. Yeah. And it does not. Okay. You know, there's a lot of expenses, but it is better than anything in the 65 and under crap. Okay. It's, it's a good plan. All right. And then we've got part C costs how much? So the C plans, and that's the reason they tout them, tout them so much, is because they're very affordable, even free. So okay. They're, so they're zero premium. There, a lot of them are around 18 or 20 bucks a month, and then and there's some around 100 bucks a month. And the main difference in those is the amount of extra benefits you get. So they're a little richer. Okay. The zero premium plan obviously is the number is the number one seller because it doesn't cost anything. So you still have to pay the 150 for Part B. But then, so the difference is though, Part C or the Advantage plan is is it's a, done by a private company. So it's a it's an annual contract from January 1st to December 31st, and and every year it can and does change. Okay. With, with the benefits they offer and the costs. And they used to be, when they originally came out in the, in the late 90s, they were called Medicare replacement plans. Okay. And they were having trouble selling them because people didn't want to replace Medicare. They liked it. And then so they changed it to Medicare Advantage. Okay. And now they throw in a bunch of freebies. And the, the big ones are dental, vision, and hearing because Medicare doesn't cover those under A and B. Dental, vision, and hearing. Yeah. So, so as an aggregate, I mean, what, what does a person need to have what do they need to be prepared to pay to have what I'm going to call good coverage in a year? What, what's that gross number? Roughly? Good coverage, you're looking at about 300 bucks a month oh. on, on the supplement side, plus the okay. 150 so about 450 a month. And time, okay. times 12, what's that? That's what, five times? That's 6000 bucks, 6, so 5500 bucks a year. Yeah. Okay, that that's that seems reasonable. Right. That seems like a reasonable number to get good coverage so that and then when they work with a professional like yourself, you can help them understand that hey, if you're diabetic, you may have more costs, so let's spend a little bit more to save a lot 
over right. in a pharmaceutical category or something like that. Right. That's the value that, right. that having someone like you. Now, to, to work with somebody like you, I mean, how does that work? You get paid by the people that you're selling the product for, or would they have to engage you on an hourly basis? How, right. how would I get somebody with that level of professionalism to guide me through this dense, dark forest of medical care for my elderly mother-in-law or an aunt or someone right. like that? The good thing there is, is I don't cost the customer anything. So I do get paid. I get paid by the companies I represent when they select a plan. And, but it doesn't cost the customer. You, know, if you, you can do this all yourself online through Medicare.gov if you don't want an agent. But the advantage of having an agent is you have an outside advocate that you can call. It's not an 800 number and you gotta, you know, it takes you 20 minutes to get to somebody to talk to. Call me and I, and I, I can help. The biggest advantage to me is getting the initial plan set up when you turn 65 because with the supplement plan we were talking about there, there's a time frame. Those are medically underwritten. So the first six months that you are eligible for a supplement plan, you're in what's called a guaranteed issue time frame where there's no medical underwriting. Okay. So you got cancer, you got diabetes, high blood pressure, whatever, your smoker, even a smoker gets the non-smoker best rate in that okay. six-month period. And then after that point, then you have to medically qualify to get into a supplement plan. With the Advantage plans, the other thing about the Advantage plan is, is that there's no medical underwriting. You can join them anytime. There's no, it doesn't matter what your health conditions. You're not going to pay more than anybody else. The problem, though, and the reason, you know, you got to think about it's free. And I don't know about you, but when's the last time you got something free that was worth? Is anything really free? Well, it's free to the customer, I should okay, say. Yeah, yeah, the, no, the taxpayers pay for the, the rest of it. And matter of fact, you know, and with the Advantage plan, too, you're, the Advantage plan is now the first payer. And Medicare's, you still have Medicare, but it's on the, it's on the back burner. They, they don't pay anything. They pay the they pay the Advantage plan about depending on on where you're at about a thousand to twelve hundred bucks a month to manage your care for you. Okay. And how can they do that then for zero premium? And how can they pay Joe Namath and Jimmy Walker and all these people millions to? Well, would I be right that Joe Namath probably costs a lot more than Jimmy Walker? I, I'm thinking. I, okay. I just saw a commercial yesterday, though, with the coach from Alabama, Saban, and uh, he's doing it now. And so, you know, he's making $10 million or more a year. I don't think Nick Saban needs the money. He, yeah, <laughs> but how much would it cost to get him? You know? I, I, well, no, I'm, that's a good point. And then so. how am I going to be able to give you dental vision and hearing? And the reason, the way they do that, the, the, so the main difference with supplements and Advantage plans is – the ability to choose where you go and get your health care. So okay. an Advantage plan is a network of doctors and hospitals that have already agreed to certain prices for certain things. And so the company then knows by how many people they have, how much it's going to cost them next year based on the law of lar or large numbers. And they, they can predict it down to, you know, a few bucks, how much they're gonna, it's going to cost next year with, with everybody on the plan. Mm -hmm. So, and, and they can then say, okay, we can, you know, a dental vision hearing plan r runs roughly 40 bucks a month if you bought it on your own. So they can include that. A drug plan runs about 40 bucks a month. So they can, so there's 80 bucks they're giving you. They're not really giving it to you, but, and the way they do that is they take away availability for you to go and see the doctors you want to see. And so I always say advantage plan, everybody loves an advantage plan until they get sick. And when they get sick, then they realize the limitations mm -hmm. of the plan. If we want to go to, you know, where, where you want to say you want to go to the James at Ohio State, you want to go to Cleveland Clinic for cancer or something like that. Unless it's in your network, you can't go where well, you could go, but you're paying the full cost of the, of the coverage. There's no there's no benefit from the plan.
Okay, makes sense. Yeah, that's... so that that limitation there is why I, I, if you can afford it, I recommend the supplement plans. If if money's an issue, then of course the advantage plans are they they are a great deal, especially in urban area like we are in Columbus, where there's you know seven hospitals pretty close. Ability to access care is pretty easy here in Franklin County, but it, once you get outside of Franklin County, it's especially important because you know you might only have one hospital in a whole county. You know I've seen some of those down along the river and everything one hospital system, I mean, and so if they're not in the network, you know, you're traveling to another county to get care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that, and that's scary, I mean, because depending on what you have, that really limits your ability to choose your care, so. Right. Um, all right, I, I tell you what, I think, so what, what, in terms of when a person should plan for this, should you start looking at this when you're 56? Should you look at it when you're 60 years old, 61? How should a person plan? What's appropriate? Yeah, you know, that's great. That's a great question. And as a matter of fact, I'm starting to market now to 60, 61 year olds instead of 64 year olds, or they call them T65s, turning 65. Okay. Because, you know, once, once you're there, then it's overwhelming and the amount of information. So the earlier, the better. You know, mid 50s is, is, is good too. It doesn't, it doesn't hurt a thing to, to at least start thinking about it and how it's going to affect you financially and, you know, and also depending on where you live is, is another big factor. What, why is that? Insurance is, is done by the state, and then it's also broken down by county. So every county is different. So whatever county you live in could, like, for example, in, in Cincinnati and in, in the southwest Ohio versus central Ohio versus northeast Ohio, they're all a little bit different. Okay. And they can be similar, like, like Columbus or Franklin County and the surrounding Six counties are in, are in a group, and they're and they're pretty similar, but there there can even be differences. Wow! In the county. Okay, so I think you work in what might be the most complicated business in the entire world, <laughs> and we haven't even talked about property and casualty insurance. I'm thinking that we probably do that another sure. on another podcast because this is this is a much deeper dive than I even thought. Tell me in terms so so people in their 50s should start thinking about it when should they call you and start putting that into the big plan or is this something that you do with if they have a financial planner if they have an estate planner what what do you fit into that mix and should at what point should you be in that mix of the conversation the earlier the better but you know typically 62 63 you really need to start drilling down on it and getting ready because when you turn 65 part a is automatic you've paid for that your whole life. If you're still employed at 65, which a lot of people do nowadays, then you can delay your Part B. So you wouldn't have that, that 150 a month and you're, you'd be under the employer's plan until you do retire or maybe a spouse is still employed and, they, and you have insurance through there. That's fine. You can delay it until you're ready. And then you just call Social Security up and have them start Part B when you do retire. Okay. Makes sense. Makes sense. So, well, and then anything that anything that we can do proactively as we as we enter into that stage is is it better to be in good health when we get there? It doesn't sound like it matters because the first six months they don't really grade you on that. But if our if our lifestyles and as we approach in our if we can keep our blood pressures down, things of that sort through good healthy living, I assume that's a plus as it relates to the insurance. Not just that we should do it anyway. For sure, yeah, definitely. The, the healthier you are, the, the better you're going to be, and obviously you know health's the one thing you can't buy in life so the the better you are, the better the more healthy you are the better your life's going to be for sure 
Good, 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 good. Okay, well. That's true with life insurance, too, obviously, the healthier you are, because uh, life insurance is graded, and so the healthier you are, the cheaper that is, too. Better, better that comes. Okay. Well, anything else we need? You know, I think that this is great information. It's much, it's actually much more complex, I guess, than I've contemplated on my side. Hopefully, we'll be able to help some folks that this will help them think about the conversation. Matt Lozer with Total Insurance Resources is the guy that you want to talk to if you are headed in this direction or if you have family members who are there or if you yourself are there so you can get the best advice to make the best decisions to take care of your future and that you have all the resources available. So That's great. And can I plug my phone number real quick? Yeah, yeah. please. So if you have any questions, feel free to call me at 614-620-2050. And again, the name is Total Insurance Resources. That's also, if you put a .com after that, that's the website. Great. Okay, Matt. Well, thank you very much. We'll, Thanks for having me. We'll take it from there. And we look forward to talking soon about some other elements of the insurance marketplace. Look forward to it. Thanks. Thank you. Hey, thanks for giving us your time to listen. You've been listening to Fill in the Blank with Sean Parker, where we talk about the issues of politics and the geopolitical marketplace, as well as economics. If you like our channel, please subscribe to us at Fill in the Blank on YouTube, and be sure to listen every week as we come back to you with some of the most thought-provoking people of the day, and learning is always the key to what we're trying to do.